Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you with all of your entertainment content and Bachelor updates in one place. This afternoon, it's Bachelor Rush Hour. All right. We're going to dive right into it. This is a completely uh, unique, 100% new content episode. No filtering uh, YouTube stories, although there are a lot of them. I've got a 25-minute long video today on the YouTube channel regarding Clayton Eckerd's accused baby's mama. She sent me a four-minute long voice message that showed that she had called Ravgen the place where she's getting the paternity test done and, and basically spoke with the guy and says, we're not done testing. She claims Clayton has maliciously tried to, um, I don't know, uh, declare victory, <laughs> uh, declare that he's not the father before all of the evidence has come in. She says she's retaking the test on Wednesday tomorrow and then they're gonna know by monday whether or not there's fetal dna present uh but right now uh it's anybody's game if you ask me it's anybody's guess so you can go listen to that four minute conversation if you would like to uh you know what i will play you guys a clip how about that i'm a nice guy why don't i play you guys just one short clip from that conversation and you can let me know what you think i'm gonna play it right now here Okay, do you think he understood that the the result wasn't back and I needed to take the test again? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yep, yep, definitely. Okay, definitely. see... We're still testing. We have this... Uh, sorry. To the date that you were scheduled for, all that, yeah. Yeah, okay, so he did understand. It wasn't like there was any misunderstanding, you don't think? No. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, because I didn't know if maybe calling him would help, but if you explained it the same way you did to me, then I don't think yeah, there would yep, be... That you're, there's a date, this is the date, and we're, we're tracking, we'll get it... Um, Thursday, purify it, run it Friday, and it should be coming. Same schedule should be coming out Monday um, afternoon or so. And then as soon as it does, we're gonna gonna give you a call. Okay, so he did understand it wasn't that the test results came back early, like he said, because I think he maybe. Well, I, you know what? I'm sure he understood and just did that to. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm sure he yeah, understood. Exactly. Yeah, I think. Yeah. From your guys' standpoint, you've had it before, where like the sample comes back mm -hmm. like this and. Um, that doesn't mean that the pregnancy is not there anymore. I mean, no, that... no, yeah, it's just we need another another sample to to finish up testing. So once we get that, um, yeah, we'll be giving you a call. To let you know. Okay, so it just needs to be more concentrated, basically. Yeah, uh, for fetal DNA, we need a, a percentage high enough that we get the accuracy beyond ninety nine percent. Um, we don't have that with, with this first sample. So hopefully you come into the site holding off on drinking water, um, just so uh, we don't dilute any of that fetal signal. You know, that should be quite helpful. Don't delete the fetal signal. Doesn't that sound like an emo band? Coming up next, it's fetal signal. Look, uh, not to make light of the situation, uh, we don't have any definitive proof that Clayton's not the father. We don't have any definitive proof. You can't prove a negative, right? We don't have any definitive proof that Jane Doe's not the mother. Uh, but what we do know is that she's either going to have you know, give birth to two twins or one pair of twins, or she's not. And we're going to be updating this story, the strangest story we've ever had. 
And speaking of strange stories, very similar to this story, is the Amber Heard Johnny Depp story, right? She sued him for debt, or he sued her for defamation. Well, now Amber Heard claims Jason Momoa dressed up like Johnny Depp to mess with her on the Aquaman 2 set. Amber Heard told her therapist Jason Momoa was purposely dressing like her ex Johnny Depp while filming Aquaman sequel, one of the many claims just now coming to light. Now, in all defense of Jason Momoa, Moa, he are he does have similar Johnny Depp energy. He's got the long hair. He's in a movie that takes place on the ocean. You know, I don't know. Do he wears eyeliner? Like, look, I, I can't, I can't. You know, men just wear eyeliner if they want to. The news comes courtesy of new legal documents from Amber's defamation trial last year, which were recently made public. In details, some startling allegations she made in therapy back in 2021 when she and Jason were working on Aquaman 2. During one particular session in December of that year, she said she felt Jason was seemingly trying to play mind games with her by intentionally copying Johnny Depp's fashion sense right down to his multi-fingered rings. All right, so he's got more than one ring on. He's now Johnny Depp. There, there are more allegations she made. Now, if he started pretending to be a pirate, that'd be one thing. There are more allegations she made about Jason to her therapist at the time, including a claim he was intoxicated on set and that he was working to get her fired. Look, I mean, I don't doubt. He definitely resembles Johnny Depp. You know, they got the hats and the rings and the tattoos and the long hair and the beards. But I don't know if uh, if uh, they can actually make that claim. But interesting. Nonetheless, we always love a good Amber Heard story. All right. Well, look, we've got some heavier topics to get to. We're going to we're going to bounce around the end of this podcast. I'm kind of trying to uh, parse between what is celebrity and entertainment news versus what I feel like has to be included in the conversation of the world that we live in, which, of course, is the war that's breaking out in the Middle East. So we'll have some more of that content for you. But first, I've got Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner finally uh, coming to a deal in their child custody case. We'll have that story after a quick word from the sponsors. All right. We've been following the Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner court case, the custody battle. Of course, he's from the U.S. and she's from the U.K. And it's like, which country gets the kids, right? That's the whole question. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner have struck a deal in their divorce case, and it sounds like they're both on the same page. As we reported, Joe and Sophie were hashing out the terms of their divorce during four days of mediation. Can you imagine it takes four days to find out who gets the kid? There is a prenup, so it looks like assets were not a big issue. The bigger issue, of course, was child custody. And now this is where it just gets kind of weird, where, you know, they, they discuss which days Sophie gets the kids from October 9th to the 21st. He gets them after that. She gets them for Christmas and New Year's, and it just kind of gets sad. I mean, gosh, a divorce must be so hard on the kids, and not to mention a cross-the-Atlantic-pond divorce. But they've got money. And that's definitely a good thing. You don't want to be like hitchhiking to go stay with your dad for the weekend. But, you know, my, my stepdad, you know, we grew up with this. My stepdad had two uh, two girls from a previous marriage. So they would stay with us on the weekend. They were the same age as me and my sister. And it's just very hard. You're like living out of a suitcase. You don't quite feel like you're at home. You know, it's like, ugh. it's just, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I do know one comedian 
who uh, lives in a, on a cul-de-sac and he bought the house next door for his ex-wife to live in. So the kids literally live next to each other. Now, it seems like most of the issues with divorce are overcome when you have financial financial security. But imagine like fighting over the kids and who gets this and that and payments and like, you know, I don't know. It just sounds like a really sad situation. And here's a sad situation we'll get into. Mario Lopez is upset over California's new ban on Skittles taste the rainbow, just not in California. He says there's bigger fish to fry. And this is what I consider just a giant whataboutism, which I will explain to you in a second. Mario Lopez is pissed, this is a TMZ article, that the Golden State is focusing on healthier candy instead of other issues he finds far more pressing. And he's letting his followers know about it publicly. The longtime extra host fumed over Governor Gavin Newsom recently signing AB 418 into law, which has become known as the Skittles ban. Although that's a little misleading over what this actually requires in California going forward. Essentially, the law requires companies selling food in the state to remove certain additives, which California now deems harmful. One of the big ticket chemicals being targeted is red dye three, prominently found in Skittles. And corporations have until 2027 to get their act together. That's not how it's been advertised, though. Many are falsely peddling this new law as an outright ban on Skittles. You can't take away my Skittles! You came for my guns. You want my beer, but you can't have Mosquito. Anyway, the, the, these stories, you know, whenever there's a bill, they're, they're usually complicated items. Like, like, so this, I don't understand what the uh, California's version of an FDA, I don't understand what they looked at to decide that there's something dangerous in the Skittles, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it's probably not good. I mean, look, there's, uh, there, there's plenty of, like, if you want to drink um, uh, shots of Fireball, there's literal arsenic in the fireball shots. In in other countries, they have to serve a different type of uh, fireball. You know, in, like there's, we we aren't some country that's just wildly regulated. Like you can't even. Or, I don't know. This might have changed, but when I lived in France, you couldn't even order a Red Bull because you know Red Bull vodkas were killing people. You know what I mean? So we have this like sort of weird obsession with freedom <laughs> that it, the, and the problem with freedom is it's the reason why sugar's in everything. You know, it's the reason why every single one of our commercials is big pharmacy because we live in this ultra capitalistic society where we go, no, give me my freedom. Give me my 40 ounce, uh, you know, jugs of uh, diet Coke. And don't get me wrong. I love a good diet Coke, but, uh, a little regulation isn't a bad thing, especially when there's poison being put in food. You know what I mean? I don't think that's too much of a bad thing when we regulate, because here's the deal. So much preservatives and things that go into food benefits the seller, the corporation. And then we ingest these things, the plastics, the, the non-stick pans that, you know, the, the, all, you know the, the materials that are in that get stuck in our bodies for years. The lead paint stuck in our head. In every single one of these circumstances, it's profit over person, right? It's the corporations that are lowering their costs. That's why all the sugar now is corn syrup because there was a, you know, a subsidy on corn so that corn syrup became cheaper versions of sugar. And then everything's got, you know, you can't have ketchup without it being chock full of uh, sugar. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous out there. But anyway, so my point being is let's not be as dumb as old washboard abs, Mario Lopez, and assume as it's simple as they're trying to take away our Skittles. How ridiculous. 
is that? And I've spent about one second looking at this story, but it's a whataboutism. It's like there are people in the government that are in charge of making sure, you know, we have healthy food. And I don't think they do a really a good job on that because we know the sugar uh, lobbyists have, you know, led us to believe, you know, it's just like how the doctors used to say that smoking's not bad. Well, the literal sugar lobbyists used to say, oh, sugar's fine. Remember, remember the food pyramid, you know, is all bread on the bottom. Bread is essentially a simple sugar, most bread. Uh, that's why, uh, you know, the Subway uh, sandwich shop in Ireland, they're not even allowed to call them sandwiches anymore because their government said, hey, this doesn't even resemble bread at this point. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, I don't want to ruffle any feathers or get any one star reviews because I'm out here uh, lobbying against big chemicals being put into our Skittles. But how about getting rid of unhealthy aspects of the old Skittle? Give me a healthy Skittle for God's sakes. All right. And speaking of healthy food, this week's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. This fall, HelloFresh is here to take the work out of eating well. Reach your goals with delicious calorie smart and protein smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan recipes too. There are no Skittles involved in this HelloFresh order. We all know HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime. Did you know that it can save you money too? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. That means less stress in your day and more money back in your pocket. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 rush hour and use code 50 rush hour for 50% off meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 50 rush hour and use code 50 rush hour for 50% off meals plus free shipping. Link in the description below. America's number one meal kit. And I might sound cheap, but the thing I love most about HelloFresh is when you have a recipe, but it's like, there's always that weird ingredients where like, you don't want to buy the whole, you know, bushel of cilantro. But if there's an ingredient that needs a little cilantro, they give you the right amount. I think that's a smart thing to do. I think it actually prevents a lot of waste. There's nothing worse than wasting food because you can't eat it all uh, because you just need only a little bit. Right, folks? Okay. Anyway, let's move on. We went on our Skittles rant. Who knew we were going to be ranting on Skittles today? All right, we've got a tough story to get to. It involves the war that's breaking out in the Middle East. I know, I know. You probably didn't come to a bachelor rush hour to hear about the war in the Middle East, but I'd be remiss if I didn't share uh, alumni from the bachelor world that are commenting on it. So yesterday I made a video which shared people that are commenting on the war. It is complex, folks, right? We have basically... uh, uh, the, the Israeli uh, people uh, had their version of the 9-11 attacks happen on them by a terrorist group named Hamas. It doesn't mean Palestinians are bad. It just means that Hamas is hiding and has their whereabouts right there in at the, at the borders of Israel. I mean, they literally jumped the walls and came over in hang gliders and machine guns, right, folks? It's a scary thing out there. So the conversation has to be nuanced to the point where we need to strike down terrorist activities, and that doesn't mean that there haven't been past instances where the Israeli government has done things to hurt Palestinian people. You just get down this large rabbit hole, right? There's been a war for the better part of 100 years. Maybe longer, depending on how you want to look at it. War has always existed in... Uh, in in humanity. It's just existed. It's a terrible aspect of humanity that one day we just hope we can get rid of. But uh, wars, you know, we're divided by language, we're divided by religion, we're divided by skin color, and so many different other aspects, regional aspects here. Uh, But the truth is, is there's no place for killing of innocent people, regardless of what side you're on. It's not a sporting match to 
echo what other people have said. Here's what Caitlin Bristow has to say. I'm going to share her Instagram stories uh, regarding her sharing the atrocities on her page. And I have to remind you guys, you know, a lot of, you know, Instagram influencers, they make their money off of Instagram. A lot of them maintain a silence for one or two reasons. Either they don't want it to affect their bottom dollar or they're not educated enough and don't even know what's going on. And it's okay if you don't know what's going on, but now's your chance to do your research, to, to check legitimate news sources, to think about things critically. And it seems like Caitlin's doing just that. Let's have a listen to what she had to say. I knew this would happen. I knew as soon as I posted anything about standing with Israel, other people would come out and say they're unfollowing me for my lack of knowledge or I'm doing this because it's trendy. And I just challenge those people. Hopefully they have already unfollowed me, but I challenge them to think about what this is really about. Not all Palestinians re represent Hamas. And I, I for sure could be uneducated. I absolutely could learn more. Um, this to me isn't about what's trending or what side I'm on. This is about not standing, not standing for rape, for slaughtering, uh, for kidnapping of innocent kids, teens, adults, elders. Um, that's what is appalling and unacceptable to me. So the people that are saying, where were you when this happened? It's, I'm just actually sick to my stomach, disgusted with what's happening and not going to stay silent because I'm worried about some people taking this the wrong way and making it a, something else and unfollowing me. I'm sick to my stomach about this. And I think that's a fair place to be. It's fair to feel horrible about what's going on out there. You know, we've had people reach out saying, oh, why don't you share this side? Here's one of the comments from somebody. What pisses me off is how nobody gave any shits when the same terror was happening to Palestinians. Doesn't take away from the current rage, but the same rage should be shown when Palestinians were the victims. And that's not a terrible stance to have. I would just argue, look, it's become, it's at a world stage. There is, it's, it's, it's reached that critical mass where there are videos, uh, photos, a nonstop coverage that shows everything from the beheading of babies to elderly people in all innocent lives. So while this may have happened in the past, let's just move forward and say enough is enough with the carnage. Enough is enough. But what we really need to do is all just get educated on what's actually going down here. And there are, you know, protests that are anti-Jew saying gas the Jews and crazy things have emerged. Uh, uh, from from the these battles here, and it's ridiculous. And we need to remember these are innocent lives, and there has to be a better way. And, and again, trust me, they haven't solved the issue, so I'm not going to pretend like I have the solution. But there has to be better ways to do this than the bloodbath we're watching spill out on our screens. We're going to continue this conversation after a quick word from our sponsors. All right, we're back, and let's just finish off what Caitlin has to say. And I got to tell you this. The amount of brass ovaries Caitlin Bristow has for having this conversation and saying, I don't necessarily have to be right, but I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to learn. I'm going to educate myself, and I'm not going to stand for the senseless violence. I mean, it's a humanitarian crisis right now. When you when it's innocent, innocent children, innocent men, women, elderly, um, you know, grandparents, when when it's when it's innocent. It is a violation of the Geneva Convention. It is 
uh, an act of war and terror. And we're seeing now that this is exactly what they're calling it. Israel is at war with Hamas after unprecedented attacks. Uh, Israel says they have the right to defend themselves, but collective punishment of all Palestinians is unfair, says an EU diplomat. Of course, the war is not against Palestinians. We have to make sure people understand the war is with the terrorist group Hamas. That'd be like saying you don't have a war with the Afghani people. You have a war with Al-Qaeda or ISIS or whoever it is uh, in the terror organization that you're discussing. It's so important that we don't conflate these things and say that Palestinians are, you know, they, the Palestinian people uh, don't support Hamas. And it, the question will become, how do you fight Hamas when, you know, they hide in, in, in tightly zoned areas, one of the most congested parts of the world in the Gaza Strip? That's, I mean, look, hey, it's a heavy conversation to have, you know what I mean? But anyway, let's finish up with Caitlin, what she has to say majority of people on both sides of this want peace this is an organized terrorist terrorist group and they are going in and slaughtering jewish people and jewish people i have jewish friends who are scared right now like this is not the time to come and go well or yeah but no that's disgusting behavior and I hope you can see that. Okay. This is my last point, And I think this is just bottom line for me is that I value human life. That is my stance on this. I value human life and cannot fathom what is happening. And I hope we can all just agree on that. I will agree on that with you, Caitlin. And I will say this. Uh, the Palestinian people, the Israeli people, they're humans. They're humans. And, you know, what the governments have done, but, you know, the Hamas terrorist group, obviously blowing the lid off of what is right and wrong. I mean, we should all be able to say, you know what, this is wrong and not have a whataboutism conversation like the Skittles talk about, well, Skittles are banned because this, like, no, we need to be able to have a proper conversation so that we can move forward and at least denounce senseless violence, you know, violence against non-military actors. Uh, but th- we are watching modern warfare play out. And it's just, it's a conversation you can't not have. And I'll let you guys know when we talk about it. I'll, I'll tell you in advance, hey, we're going to talk about this uh, subject or whatever the case may be, because I can, I can totally respect you're coming home from work. You might not have it in you to listen to those conversations, but it doesn't mean we, we shouldn't have them. But I'll let you guys know. That's why I saved it for the second half of this podcast. Mia Khalifa former porn star Mia Khalifa dropped by Playboy after pro-Hamas tweets. Mia Khalifa has kissed her deal with Playboy goodbye. The adult entertainment brand dropped her after sharing her controversial thoughts about the Israel-Hamas attacks. Playboy sent out an email to its subscribers Monday after Mia expressed her pro-Hamas thoughts online, the company said. Mia uh, Mia has made disgusting and reprehensible comments celebrating Hamas' attacks on Israel and the murder of innocent men, women, and children. Uh, 
Dear Creator Community, we are writing today to let you know of our decision to terminate Playboy's relationship with Mia Khalifa, including deleting Mia's Playboy channel on our Creator platform. Over the past few days, Mia has made disgusting and reprehensible comments celebrating Hamas attacks on Israel and the murder of innocent men, women, and children. At Playboy, we encourage free expression and constructive political debate, but we have a zero-tolerance policy for hate speech. We expect Mia to understand that our words and actions have consequences. We included the letter we shared with Mia below. Thank you, the Playboy team. You know, very interesting stuff. I, I really like how they worded that. I think they're for sure should be conversation about constructive political debate, but I don't think we need to be spreading any more hate out there. We have to all come to terms with the content we're seeing play out on our screens, which is that there are so many violations of humanity happening right now. We have to not dig our head in our sand. And I'm not here to call out all the bachelor people that aren't talking about this, but so rather than call out the people that aren't talking about it because their silence is deafening, I am going to choose to celebrate those that have the sort of um, ability to discuss these complicated topics because God knows that the people that disagree, a percentage of them will wreak havoc. And it's not about being on the right side. It's about being on the side of de-escalating in peace. And sadly, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, I'd love to know what you guys think. To be quite honest, I've been quite overwhelmed recently with a lot of the DMs I'm getting. We commented yesterday, you know, I can't make a video without people accusing me of things and it really bothers me. But we commented yesterday about the one-star reviews and things like that. I feel so foolish to even mention it on the channel because it kind of feels like I shouldn't, I should be more detached from your commentary in a way because, you know, I, I do agree with the whole saying, what you think about me is none of my business. But I hate when I feel like I'm being mischaracterized, uh, but I am working on the issue that we had with um, where the ads are placed. And it seems like some of the issues that people have are coming from uh, the Driving With Dave episodes. So I'm trying my best, but just know I'm working with software and it's out of my control sometimes when the ads get placed, but I try really hard to make it the most user-friendly experience for you. Again, I'm an independent podcast, so I try my best, but it's still a learning curve for me. Hey, you know what? We're actually about to celebrate, uh, I think in a couple weeks, the one-year anniversary of the podcast. What should we do to celebrate? Let me know. And again, we'll be back tomorrow as we are every afternoon. So please leave a nice review if you don't mind and share with your friends. Uh, as always, I appreciate you. I've been Dave Neal and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs>